0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's The Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and The Spectator. The
2: Grinch did not steal
0: Christmas.
1: Here's the millennial with the mic... They want you to say
2: grace.
0: Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Cannot believe it's already 2 o'clock. Where does the time go? And we've talked about a lot today. I do want to kind of go back to what we were talking about in the beginning. But before I do, I want to make that comment again because I'm curious if anyone agrees with me. I'm noticing a pattern With This administration that is currently in the White House, the adults back in charge, the Avengers, as they were once called the best and the brightest. And that is that they are making decisions not based off of any sort of strategy. No, God forbid. They are making decisions based off how they think things will be perceived. Based off how they think things will go over with people, it's like a lot of trial balloons. And so, even when they're supporting, let's say Israel, it's a very, it's a very milquetoast response or, or or support. You know, it's it's very kind of blah. It's support that feels like at any moment it could collapse in on itself. And so, you have this quote that I read before we went to break, and I want to bring it up again because I find this pretty amazing. Joe Biden is saying that they're supporting Israel, but Israel has to be careful because public opinion can change really quickly. And that ticks me off because that's all they care about. Like Joe Biden is so incredibly concerned about the liberal lunatics tearing down posters and how they're mad at him. You know, he's like, oh, no, they hate me now. Oh, they hate me. They want a ceasefire. Can't we just give them a ceasefire? They're really mad. That's what they're worried about. And and when when you're a leader, and this is why I'm not a leader. This is why I host a radio show, because I have no interest in making these tough decisions. But the truth is, is we talked about this the other day. It's the famous A Few Good Men uh, or yeah, A Few Good Men. The famous monologue where he says, you know, you all want to sit around and talk about patriotism and freedom and all these words, but somebody's got to do it. Like somebody's got to make the tough call. Somebody's got to be on that wall. And the truth is, is that all of these decisions are hard, but you got to make them and you got to stick with them. You got to do what you actually believe is right. And I don't think Joe Biden has any idea because he's out of his mind and he's cognitively no longer there. But he doesn't even know what he believes is right. And so he's saying he supports Israel. And then at the same time, he's saying the whole world's public opinion can shift overnight. Well, that's the whole world's problem. That's the whole world's problem. But what do you think is the right thing to do? Forget the whole world. The whole world, frankly, has lost its mind. So I don't think that should be your number one concern. But, but that is their concern. Their concern is like, what does everybody think of us? And not what does everybody think of us. Not like, oh, what does Grace Curley think of us? They don't care about that. They don't care about, you know, what does a, a tax paying American citizen who's trying to go to work think of us? No, they, they don't care about that. Because you're the same people who they would say, you have to get vaccinated to go to work, but we're going to let in all these illegal aliens who have no vaccines whatsoever. So they clearly don't care what you think of them or how you perceive them. But they care about how the people at the UN who come here once a year to... uh take up with a bunch of hookers and, and cause a bunch of traffic jams. They care what they think of us. Like, is their opinion of us? Is their opinion? And, and keep in mind, they were so focused on how all of these people, all of these leaders, all of these countries, how they had lost respect for us when Trump came into office. Remember that? Remember that was Joe's big thing? America's back. It's not like when Trump was here and everybody was laughing at us behind our backs. When Trump was in office, people didn't, you know, all these people at the UN, he would go, he would talk about fossil fuels, he would talk about the importance of, you know, coal power plants, he would talk about all these things, he would give them warnings about what's to come. They would laugh at him, they would snicker, they would uh, make fun, they they would express their disdain for him anonymously to certain publications, but that's because they knew that he was going to do what he wanted to do. And he was going to operate like he was the leader of the free world. He wasn't going to do what they wanted. He wasn't going to out of them. He wasn't going to try to make them happy. And that's all Joe Biden cares about. That's why he used to always talk about how, you know, people ask me, how oh, long is America going be back for? What that's code for is, oh, great. Joe Biden's in office. So America is going to resume the apology tour that Barack Obama went on for eight years and America is going to be last again. And why wouldn't they be happy about that? If you're a country and we're funding your fight to protect your borders and we're sending you tons of money and we're sending tons of money into NATO, we're sending tons of money into all these organizations and all these other countries don't have to pay a dime. When America is, quote unquote, not back under Donald Trump, then sure, when America's back under Joe Biden and you continue to get a free ride and America's weak as it's ever been, sure, you're going to be happy. They don't want to see a lot of these places don't want to see us thriving. But that's all Joe cares about. Like the whole world's perception could change on a dime. Well, that's because the mainstream media, along with your friends at these elite universities, is pushing propaganda from a Hamas terrorist group. That's why the perception, that's why Israel is losing the optics war. As some of these fancy outlets want to tell you, like the New York Times and Washington Post. Oh, Israel's losing the the optics war. Yeah, because you're feeding garbage to the morons that make up a huge part of the Democrat Party. These young Gen Zers who are ripping down posters of Israeli babies being held hostage. So yeah, if their perception of you changes, that's you just kind of have to deal with it. If a student at Harvard who's ripping down posters of Israeli hostages didn't have a good opinion of me, Jared, if their perception of me, and, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they probably wouldn't have a good perception of me. They probably wouldn't have a good opinion of me. It would not keep me up at night because I know who I am. The same way you know who you are, and most of my listeners know who they are. I don't need validation from nuts. And that's what Joe Biden needs. That's what all of these Democrats need. They tiptoe around the Taliban and they tiptoe around Hamas, but they want to lecture Israel on public perception. GTFO is what I would tell them. That's a
1: strange policy to have that you have the right to exist as long as public perception and opinion is on your side. I mean, like policy wise, that seems that seems flawed.
0: Yeah. Shall it, we say? And it's, it's like for oh, an ally. And really think about it, Jared. Think about the the lecture here that he's giving. He's basically saying to Bibi, "Hey, I know they the Hamas came in and beheaded your babies and beheaded people and raped your women and broke their their pelvic muscle, uh, broke their pelvic bones, and um, you know paraded them around the streets and killed parents in front of their children." But you really have to tread lightly because there's some sensitive people in other countries. You know, the people who are on their keyboards all day and we need them on our side. Uh, If I were Bibi, I'd be like, "Okay, take your your opinion of us and don't let the door hit you.
1: Yeah. Bibi has already rejected Joe Biden's idea for a post-war Gaza, according to Fox News. He's already (laughs) said, yeah, I'm good. No, you you take that.
0: Because when you've seen trauma when you see real violence not the kind of violence they talk about on the campus at UPenn not the kind of violence they talk about at MIT not fatphobia, phobia not you know misgendering when you see real violence Jared when you see real terror I think you stop caring so much about what other people think of you I think you stop caring so much about what the uh, person who's getting a degree in Gender studies at MIT thinks of you. I don't think that's your number one priority. I think your number one priority is getting your family members back and then eliminating the terrorist monsters and savages who did this to your people. I don't think people in Israel are sitting around going, it would really be sad, though, if people thought we were mean. No.
1: Well, I mean, I, I can understand where Joe Biden is coming from, because this is this is also from the reception last night where he talks about his long relationship with Bibi.
2: I've known Bibi for now 51 years. He has a picture on his desk of he and I when he was a young member of the Israeli uh, um, s- uh, s- service here, uh, foreign service, and uh, I was a 32-year-old senator. And I wrote on the top of Bibi, "I love you, but I don't agree with the damn thing you had to say." <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, 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 yeah. Why would
2: you sign a picture like that?
0: That's a long signature.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I mean, there's, there's there's a lot of questions about that story. The, the math doesn't quite add up either. But, but to, yes.
0: to go back... No, the math doesn't add up. You're right about that. But Why would you sign that on a picture? It, well, he didn't. He's making things up. <laughs> the culpability aspect of this is also curious to me because you saw Elizabeth Warren. She was on uh, Squawk Box last week, and the host was asking her, do, do you have any culpability here? Like, uh, the, these kids... This isn't coming out of nowhere... And she, of course, shrugged it off. Like it's not her problem. She just taught at Harvard and she kind of represents everything that Harvard stands for. But sure, it's not her fault that these kids are all anti-Semites. But something that I wanted to point out here is if the response the response that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, that's the 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 backlash, right? From the freedom fighting. Uh, heroes at these woke institutions and like the dentist in Miami who's pulling down posters and stuff like that. If people are looking at what happened on October 7th and that's their reaction is to take to the streets and celebrate, that's an US problem. Like that's the pro that's a problem. That's not BB's fault. That's not Israel's problem. The people are walking around with posters that say keep the world clean with a Star of David and a trash receptacle we're we're, that's not his job it's not his job to explain to the rest of the world why they're on the wrong side of history joe biden can if he wants if he had some cojones but it's not bb's job to do he's got other things to worry about you want to worry about how the public perception is going to turn on israel maybe look inward maybe figure out what's going on here maybe figure out who's culpable for uh for teaching and enabling All of this hatred against Jews at these elite institutions. Maybe start there. 844-500-4242. When we come back, I want to talk about Carol Swain. She's on Newsmax a lot. She's a political scientist and a legal professional. And she was on Breitbart just really destroying Claudine Gay. I'll read you some of these quotes. They're pretty good. And we'll continue to take your calls. Right now on the Chiron, it says that uh, Israel's pumping seawater into the tunnels. So there's some good news for you. One thing about me that you can count on is I'm always chilly. It's it's getting cold out. You know, it's okay today, Jared, but that's the thing is it goes up and down. And so what I love about the Gen 40 heater is that I can stop myself from heating up my entire house. Because in the winter in New England, some days you're going to need the heat, and then other days... It warms up for a minute, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe we open windows now. With the Gen 40 heater, you can take the heat wherever you go. You don't have to heat up every single room, and if it gets warmer one day, you just shut it off and you're good to go. It's sleek, it's stylish, looks great in any setting, and plus Right now, my friends at Eden pure they're offering $50 off this week only with code GRACE50. So go to EdenPureDeals.com, use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. This savings is off the already low sale price. And while other companies are cranking up their shipping prices around the holiday season, Eden Pure, because they're the best, they are giving you free shipping as an added bonus. So that's EdenPureDeals.com, use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater and it's a really great kind of heat, Jared. It's like invec- it, it, it's the convective heat and the infrared heat creates kind of like a warm fireplace-style heat.
1: Yeah, I actually used uh, used it last night overnight. I'm a little under the weather, so I wasn't, you know, I was a little restless, so I wasn't in the room. I was sleeping on the couch. And we turn the heat down at night if we're not out there. So uh, turned up, cranked up the Gen 40 for a little bit and uh, took the chill right out and I was able to sleep on the couch mostly comfortably, aside from the head cold.
0: Yeah, so save $50 this week only with code GRACE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. This savings is off the already low sale price. A lot of companies would take this opportunity to crank up the price for you because it's it's getting chilly out and they know the heater's in high demand. But at Eden Pure, they're offering $50 off this week only. Code GRACE50. Use code GRACE50 at EdenPureDeals.com for the Gen 40 heater. And we will be right back.
1: Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show.
0: Zelensky's visiting the White House now to push U.S. aid for Ukraine. We had reported a few weeks ago how he wasn't happy about how uh, the attention had now shifted towards Israel. I don't think Joe is going to tell him that he has to worry about the p- the world's perception of what's going on there. I, I think that the media and the White House have been very supportive of of Zelensky and Ukraine. Uh, today's poll question is brought to you by the Nasa Beach Inn. Right now, you can stay at the Nasa Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. To reserve your pet-friendly Ocean View room, go to com. That's NasaBeachInn.com. Jared, what is the poll question, and what are the results thus far? Today's
1: poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurleyShow.com, is should Republicans appear on liberal-leaning channels or shows? Yes. Yes yes, it's good to get the message out, or no, it's a trap. 43% say yes, it's good to get the message out. 57% still say, nah, it's a trap.
0: And you know what? People still have time to vote in this. Go to gracecurleyshow.com. But Jared, I would consider this a success because it's pretty close. Like I consider if it's, as long as it's not 99 to 1, I consider it a pretty good poll.
1: In the 60-40 range.
0: Yeah, and this has been shifting a little bit. Um, people have been a lot of people have been texting in because I said Byron Donalds, I said Vivek Ramaswamy. I've been receiving a lot of texts from people. Bill O'Reilly, even though he's not running for anything, um, he's not a, a candidate or a representative. He's just you know, he's a former talk show host and now he writes a lot of books. But they're right. Bill O'Reilly made a point of challenging people, going on the View, going on these shows, and not being afraid. And he's someone. He's brilliant. He's someone who can do it. You have to be somebody who can do it. I'll be honest with people. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could. I think I would get so overwhelmed and frustrated by getting cut off and losing my train of thought. I think I'd, I think I'd lose my mind. I, I know enough about myself to know I might not succeed in that, uh, in in that ring. Uh, Harry, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Harry.
3: How you doing,
0: Grace? Good. What's going on?
3: Yeah. Well. Um... Uh, I'm looking over what what uh, what friends said about Israel that they should back off their ground offensive and everything, and that Yahoo really doesn't care. He's going in, and uh, uh, basically that's that's uh, you know I I don't wait I don't like the way people like you said perceive Israel. It's not the perception they're they're basically defending their own ground to exist, and a lot of people don't realize the Gaza Strip represents. Originally, the Gaza was obtained through a war that Israel had. The United Nations forced Israel to give back to Gaza. And that's where it is today. And unfortunately, uh, Hamas has come onto the scene and this is what's happening right now. Uh, Netanyahu really doesn't care about what the world cares. He cares about the people of Israel, and yeah, and, and you know what, Israel Harry? Back.
0: What you just said about the perception, you're right, it's like the, Biden can worry about the world's perception, Netanyahu's worried about Israel's reality, and Israel's reality is there's a lot of families, there's a lot of people there who are never going to be the same. And while I feel for all, I, I feel terrible for all innocent civilians, Hamas has blood on their hands. All of these deaths are on Hamas, and you don't hear that from people. That, that's like a missing link here. And people who are calling for a ceasefire, people who are saying, oh, well, Gaza is an open-air prison. Israel's been out of Gaza since, I think, 2005. And Hamas, Hamas needs to be destroyed. And all the people calling for a ceasefire, I would remind them, there was a ceasefire in place on October 6th. Somebody broke the ceasefire. It was the savages going into the kibbutzes and slicing off people's heads. It wasn't Israel. We'll be right back. We're gonna talk about Carol Swain and we're gonna talk about the worst Christmas songs. Don't go anywhere.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio.
0: I'm telling you, Jared, there are people listening to this show. And no, I don't mean the regular listeners. We appreciate you. But there are people from the other side. There are liberals listening. I just saw on TikTok that now what's going viral is compilations of students from Harvard and Yale and all of these institutions, all these universities, filming themselves after they got kicked out of school for plagiarizing. And again... I don't know if this could be one of Howie's new ventures. I might go over it with the boss man and say, do you want to get into business here representing, I'm not a lawyer, but I would gladly play one on TV, representing some of these students who have been held to a different standard than the president of Harvard. If I got kicked out of Harvard for plagiarizing, or I'm sorry, if I got kicked out of Harvard for inadequate citations, and then the president got to skate, justice copying you bet your ass you're getting a call from grace curly esquire you bet your ass i'm not going to let that one go be like hey um couldn't help but notice that thing you guys kicked me out for you seem to be giving claudine gay a little bit more rope here than i was given so maybe that's not the right expression a little bit more breathing room maybe i guess is the expression. So, maybe you let me back in. Let's correct the record eight four four five hundred forty two forty two um and another big story is that so this this entire congressional hearing really it really whittled down to this back and forth between Elise Stefanik and these three university presidents and it went viral on um on twitter and then, as we saw yesterday. SNL picked it up over the weekend and it was a disaster. They tried to make their cold open about it. They, they didn't make it funny. It was brutal. Well, now people are calling Elise Stefanik's moment with these presidents the Bud Light moment because it has reverberated throughout the country where all of a sudden people who might otherwise not care are tuned in and, and they're listening to what's happened. Dave Portnoy from Barstool said he's not going to hire anybody from Harvard said he will not hire anyone from Harvard. You heard Bill Ackman saying that uh, he knows. Let me actually read this because I, I don't know if he said he knows for a fact, but he made an interesting point about the donors. Oh, yeah. He said, I am personally aware of more than a billion dollars of terminated donations from a small group of Harvard's most generous Jewish and non-Jewish alumni. So they made their choice here. They decided to stick with Claudine. Now, Carol Swain, who is a political scientist and legal professional, she told Sirius XM's Breitbart News Daily host Mike Slater on Tuesday that Harvard President Claudine Gay is a fraud and an embarrassment and that she should resign. The scholar and former professional who Gay is accused of plagiarizing from added, quote, if she were a white male... Or even a white female, <clears throat> Liz McGill, caught in the scandal that she's caught in, they would be going, They would be going by now. They are articles now. They have investigated her work, and four of her articles plagiarize other faculty members, including her colleagues. Swain said of Gay, "From all indications, she's al- She was always a fraud. She should resign." She said, at first I thought, okay, it was just a dissertation and maybe she forgot to put quotation marks. That was sloppy. So I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. But when I saw it was just not one thing, it was a whole career path. And it was not just me. There were other people that she plagiarized. She added that gay is an embarrassment and she was advanced because of her pedigree. She went to the right school. After Slater added and looks the right way, right, Swain said, well, yes, of course. But I'm telling you, she had a very elite education and the left created her. So they bear some responsibility for all of this because they should have caught the plagiarism. Some of her own colleagues were plagiarized. That's an interesting way of putting it. The left created her so they bear some responsibility. Again, going back to that Elizabeth Warren cut, Who there, there's got to be some culpability here. You've been pushing this ideology for decades. And this is the result. These, these students... Aren't getting these ideas out of thin air. They're being indoctrinated with these ideas from a very early age, and there's a way to figure out how this problem is occurring. But the left now wants to pretend that they're shocked. We're we're shocked that after decades of indoctrination, the kids are actually being indoctrinated. Who would have saw that coming? Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. David, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, David.
2: Grace, when people get together for the holidays and they have a turkey dinner and they, make a, they do the game with the wishbone, uh, where they snap the wishbone, uh, this, they need to be reminded that Joe Biden is concerned about the perception, the optics of resisting Hamas. Well, the Hamas terrorists live streamed raping and murdering women and girls. They broke their pelvic bones while they're raping them like a wishbone at a turkey dinner. And they're concerned about the optics. I think Hamas should have been a little concerned about the world's perception on what they would do. They live-streamed it. And I'll tell you, that the woman this day there from Harvard, her tepid response to the attacks against Jews is not acceptable. It's not acceptable.
0: It's acceptable according to the Harvard Corporation, and um, that's the highest-governing body at harvard and it's acceptable according to over i think 615 650 of her colleagues and i'm sure it's acceptable to the students because if anything i'm sure they're mad that she didn't make more of a stink about the fact that um yeah we support the students who are calling for the genocide of jews they might have thought that she didn't she didn't defend them enough but it's acceptable here's the problem david it's acceptable to a lot of people It's acceptable to a lot of people. And I think the only way that this sorts itself out, this issue we have in our country, is if the people who find it unacceptable stop funding it. If the people who find it unacceptable refuse to take part in this any longer. And that's what we're seeing. Money talks and these universities, I know they have endowments, I know they've got tons of money. But don't think that they are not sweating this. Don't think that when a billionaire decides, "Ah, I'm not I don't think I'm going to keep my checkbook open for you anymore." That's not lost on them. Let me assure you. 84454242, I have had so much fun today, Jared. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground, we've talked about a lot of important issues. We're going to continue to talk about them. I really want to get Howie's take on FISA, on this new letter urging Congress to reauthorize FISA, this FISA 702 legislation. I can't wait to hear Howie's take on that. Anytime I can get Howie talking about James Clapp, it's a good day. But I also think we deserve a little fun. I think we've, we've done a lot of heavy lifting here, Jared. So there's an article out. There was one I read that was specific to Massachusetts, and there was another one that's just going viral. And they're pretty much the same songs. It says, survey reveals most annoying and most popular Christmas songs. I'm not interested in the most popular. I'm interested in what people consider to be the most annoying. And so I wanted to read you the top ten. Let's start with, all I want for Christmas is you. So I would have thought this would be, yeah, you hear that, you hear that sound. You hear that sound and you know what's coming. Don't want a lot for Can we pause it for a second? I'm going to say something here. I one million percent understand, Jared, why people find that annoying. Oh, absolutely. But I'm going to tell you. When I hear those first few notes, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you. That I get all jazzed up, that I'm ready to go, that I am ready to put on a performance. I don't have a good voice and I'm not a very good dancer, but when I hear those first couple notes, if you don't think I am beyond excited, I'd be lying to you. And I've heard it probably six trillion times.
1: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chuck this ranking up to Bias of the Ubiquitous, because this song is everywhere and it's in your face all the time and you hear those first and couple notes so, yeah, I mean, and you it, know what it's coming exactly and it, you just hear it so much it's just overplayed and it's overhyped and yeah that that's I mean it's not a bad song and I'm it's overjoyed to hear so... it
0: can I hear the beginning of it again because I swear this is like and if you don't immediately go ah, right when you hear that God love you. Because I'm falling victim to this song every single time. Okay, so that's number one. Number two surprised me here. This was the Chipmunk song. Christmas, Christmas,
2: time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. we been good,
0: but we Okay this song i like when he says he just wants a hula hoop i find it amusing and i honestly i think probably compared to all i want for christmas i don't hear this nearly as often during the christmas season i hear it maybe once if someone has you know one of the christmas channels on the radio but this isn't something that i'm hearing jared everywhere i go
1: yeah it's not as as popular as it used to be it used to be all really oh uh, yeah i mean i remember in the 80s it was everywhere. Really? You you heard it so often. Well I mean obviously there's there's there were fewer pop Christmas songs than just the catalog. So you guys were just so relying on
0: the Chipmunk song?
1: The Chipmunk song and Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Those are the two that I remember that were just
0: constant.
1: Constant along with the other staples. of All of it. Okay. But yeah you don't hear it as much anymore but but back in the day it was it was everywhere. I can understand that.
0: The next one, I can understand it, yeah. If I was hearing it more often, I'd be annoyed from it. Um, The next one, Emma actually brought up, this is her mom's favorite Christmas song, which is kind of a psycho move, no offense, Mrs. Foley, to have this be your favorite Christmas song. Uh, It's the number three most annoying song. It's Feliz Navidad. Do we have a little... (laughs)
3: yeah
0: it's not it's not my favorite i don't hate it though i don't hate it i don't find it that annoying
1: yeah i can that's not bad
0: yeah you know what else is on this list here i might as well read them holly jolly christmas uh baby it's cold outside which i don't hate that song at all that's
1: that's because of the that, controversy right whatever, that he's that, trying to the problematicness of the song
0: that yeah. he's trying to like slipper a mickey yeah. is that what the that's that's impl- implication what, is? that's
1: what people crazy people think it's about but no it's just about two people who are looking for a reason to stay together but have to make excuses not to because of polite society
0: okay number six is that's by the way that was jared's defense of baby it's cold outside if you have an issue with that you can take it up with him Jared, do you want to give your Twitter handle so people know where to cancel it's you? It's just
1: at my name. If you know how to spell it, you can go after
0: me. Okay. Number six, deck the halls. Number seven, happy Xmas, war is over by John Lennon.
1: Yeah. I, can you
0: can you give me a little? No, you don't have to play it. Just give me a little.
1: So the the opening line is so this is Christmas yeah, okay. and what have you done? Yeah. I depressing. I, I don't need John Lennon's you know hippy guilt trip Christmas crap. He's
0: big on the guilt tripping, isn't he? Isn't that kind of his thing? What was the other song that he would guilt trip a lot of? Oh, imagine. Imagine no possessions. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and according to sources, he had a lot of possessions.
1: He did. I, I mean, some of some of Lennon's solo stuff I like, but I, I just I don't need the Christmas shaming from from
0: him. Me either. Number eight, White Christmas, which I like. Number nine, Wonderful Christmas Time. Oh, that one's. Speaking of the Beatles, yeah,
1: I I don't dislike that as much as. A lot of people, but I could take that. I could take it or leave it.
0: 10, do you hear what I hear? I like that song.
1: I don't have a problem with do you hear what I hear. Which, people are really easily annoyed around the, this time uh, of year. Arti- oh, it doesn't have the artist on that one.
0: You know what, Jared? I think Like Holly
1: Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. That's another one that just gets worn out.
0: I think, but I, like, I think people are just, tensions are high around this time of year. I Unless you're listening to Christmas music all the time, I don't think any of these songs should annoy you that much. Um, when we come back... We will ask Howie about the FISA courts. Maybe we'll ask him what his favorite or least favorite Christmas song is. Oh,
1: God. Biden's sleeping through his meeting with Zelensky right now.
0: It's. Do you think he's going to give Zelensky a lecture on public perception? I doubt it. I think he saves those for BB. We'll be back with Howie Carr. We're going to ask him all of your questions. There's so much to get to. By the way, just a programming note, a lot of people asking where was Toby today. Toby is out of the office. He was not able to call in. Do not worry. He's still very much a part of the show, and we will get him on very soon. Do not fret. We'll be back with Howie Carr. Don't go anywhere.
1: The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show.
0: Today's car crossover is brought to you by Toyota of Portsmouth, where you can enjoy a buying experience that is easy, personalized, and moves at your own pace. I experience this myself. Uh, Everybody at Toyota of Portsmouth is awesome, including Brad um, and obviously Jim Boyle, friend of the show. They just do a great job there, so make sure you check them out. Car buying the way you want it to be, Toyota of Portsmouth, Route 1 in Portsmouth. Before we get into the FISA courts, because this is my favorite topic to talk about with Howie, Howie, do you have a Christmas song that you hate that you find like when it comes on the radio, you turn it off?
2: I don't really listen to much Christmas music unless, you know, I find myself in a department store somewhere where I, uh, where I, can't, uh, <laughs> I can't get the Ray caught earbuds to, to ch- chime in and get, get rid of it.
0: And you also get mad, Howie, if you see that somebody has a, a what is it, a PPM? Yeah, a PPM. And they're walking around a department store and they're picking up all the Christmas songs. That's
2: Yeah, I I mean, I never
0: understood. Oh, they got
2: such great ratings for the Christmas music. (laughs) Yeah, because people are walking into stores that are playing uh, Jingle Bell Rock and have a holly jolly Christmas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. Howie, I want your take on this new letter that has been signed by 46 former uh, intelligence agents who are urging Congress to approve the FISA 702 legislation. As someone who's... Been uh, very critical of the FISA courts, especially considering what they did uh, during the Trump years. What do you make of this new push? This new well, I, I don't know
2: what more. What more do you need to know? That these people, if these people wanted, it must be bad, right? <laughs> by by their enemies, ye shall know them. And uh, if they if they wanted to go back to the to the old system, it worked well for over. 200 years, you know, from, what, 1787 to 2007? I mean, we didn't have these secret courts. I mean, there's a reason why the founding fathers didn't want any secret courts. There's a reason why they wrote in all these amendments to the Constitution, like, you know, uh, the search and seizure amendment, the uh, you have the right to remain silent uh, uh, amendment, in this case, the sixth amendment, which is you have the right to confront your accuser. You know, this is this would be a decent, uh, de- decent, uh, you know, uh, uh, prerogative of the government if you could trust the government, but you can't trust the government, and the fact is, you can never trust any government. Period.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people's perception on that, and people who are even, you know, not not exactly trust. Trusting of the government, I think even in the last like five or six years for people, that pendulum has swung even further. Where now you know just how deceptive they can be and how often they are lying to you. Um, Howie, you've got a huge show coming up next. Tell us what's on the docket.
2: Well, I think we'll talk about whether Claudine Gay will uh, survive. I because I, I, I don't think I really, honestly don't think she's going to survive long term. I mean, I think this this plagiarism is too much and these. <laughs> These, uh, these people that are going to come out of the closet uh, now that she stole everything from, she can't keep 20 or 30 people in, the, in, uh, in line. And, and I didn't know her, her longest work, this, uh, scholarly work, is 114 pages.
0: Howie Carr's got that and so much more coming up next.